0: I was livid, as you know, when I witnessed the RCMP Commissioner, Brenda Lucky, who was in front of the public inquiry into the biggest mass shooting in Canadian history, 2020 Nova Scotia mass shooting, 22 people gunned down. The RCMP had made so many mistakes. Their communications was a mistake. They delayed warning people about a guy disguised as an RCMP officer. It has been a deadly fiasco, and the inquiry has shown that, and yet... And yet, Brenda Lucky, who's apologized to it, has said that two years since the biggest mass killing, there have been no reforms. Listen to this.
1: You have not instituted any that you're aware of changes in regards to uh, general scene security, uh, information flow during a mass casualty event? Not me
0: personally, no.
1: Or that you're aware of?
0: Um, Not specifically, no. No, nothing's changed. Nothing on information flow nothing on security nothing then she was asked if the mass killing is changing how officers are trained given what happened
1: can you tell me specifically are you aware of any plans to review training or have you reviewed training in regards to this mass casualty not specifically and not yet Uh, obviously we're waiting some of that is waiting till we get the report
0: not yet no no nothing's changed just a bungled mass casualty event, and she's done absolutely nothing, except she's been the subject of allegations of political interference by her own officers. The families are livid. Listen.
1: Are any of our you know suggestions that come out of this in- inquiry going to be implemented? It's 28 months after this mass casualty event, which is too long for the families to wait for some answers. We're getting a lot of promises about things that will be done, but the track record to date has been uh, not good.
0: Mike Scott is a criminal defense and litigation lawyer at Patterson Law representing many victims' families. He questioned the commission of the RCMP, Brenda Lucky, during the public inquiry on Tuesday, and he joins us now. Mr. Scott, thank you for being here. Uh, let's just start with that. I was gobsmacked, and, and frankly, I don't think I've ever heard anything so baffling. Twenty-eight months after the mass casualty, she's literally made no changes. Zero.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Evan. Um, certainly, uh, w- most of what we heard from the commissioner seems to be pre-prepared talking points and messaging, and, and things that have been provided by various people with with comms in their in their title. Um, and that was, in certainly, in our opinion, not the right approach uh, in coming to Nova Scotia.
0: When she said, um, when she was asked any changes in information flow, changes to security or changes to training, and she said not that she's personally aware of, what did that tell you, Mike Scott?
1: Well, we heard a lot of that. I mean, to most of the questions that were put to the commissioner, um, we got a lot of, uh, I have people for that. Um, I'm not familiar with those details. Um, I view things from 10,000 feet. Um, What was... What was genuinely surprising was how little the commissioner seems to know about anything, um, particularly given the fact that I, she certainly had a long time to get ready uh, to appear before us. And all we heard was, was a lot of um, assurances that things would be done, but without any particular understanding of, of what's happened or uh, any steps that's been taken so far.
0: What did the families want to hear from the commissioner?
1: Well, they want to hear two things. Um one is they they want some assurance that um you know the the RCMP isn't simply taking uh, a a reactive posture. They're not just sitting back and waiting to be told what they have to do by the commission or by anybody else. But the other thing that they wanted to hear and frankly they wanted to hear it from uh from lots of people at the RCMP is uh some candor and some some honesty, uh, because from day one, one of their their biggest issues has been whenever they seek information or ask questions of the RCMP, they either get, well, we can't talk to you about that, or they get, um, well, I don't know, that's not my job, that's somebody in another department, or they'll get, you know, again, some sort of communications message about, you know, you're heard and we value your, you know, your question and we'll get back to you kind of thing. Um and what they were really hoping is that as the leader of the RCMP, as, as you know, the person who is ultimately in charge, that somebody would speak to them directly and offer them something maybe a little bit more uh, honest and candid than than just, you know, positive yeah. uh, thoughts.
0: But no action. Can you tell us, I, I, and just remind people, I'm speaking to Mike Scott, the criminal defense lawyer, Uh, representing the victims of the largest mass casualty um, mass shooting event in Canadian history in Nova Scotia. When she said, have you instituted any changes to information flow during a mass casualty event? She says, not me personally. No. Uh, I want people to understand who may not have followed this closely. Why that's so uh, almost insulting. Because information flow was life-saving at that point, And that was a, a huge problem with the RCMP. Can you tell us why information flow is so... Sp- like, it sounds anodyne, but it's actually very significant.
1: It is. And it, it actually, in, in several different levels, in this case, I mean, during the event, um, there was a huge, very practical communications issues where, um, you know, we have all these different RCMP members who... Who can't hear each other or can't communicate or can't navigate. Um, you know, we had the, the, the head of the emergency response team, the tactical team, uh, give evidence and talk about the fact that, you know, they couldn't make their maps work. Um, they had, they had to use their personal cell phones and Google maps to figure out where they're going and, you know, critical information, uh, that was obtained in the very first 911 call identifying that the perpetrator uh, was this person, identified him by name, that he was in a RCMP cruiser, you know, all these really critically important bits of information in the first few minutes uh, of the event never made it to the people that need to know that information, never even made it up to the ranks of the RCMP, let alone to to the people of Nova Scotia. So, you know, what was clear was that from a, a tactical perspective, there were these really significant communication issues within the RCMP, some of it relating to technology and equipment, some of it to do with processes, but uh, the fact that that these members weren't able to talk to each other and they couldn't move information from the ground to the managers. I mean, we heard Brenda Lucky, the, the CEO, or uh, uh, Lee Bergerman, the retired Commanding officer of the Nova Scotia RCMP told us the other day in her evidence that she didn't see a, a photograph of the perpetrator's car until she saw it on the news.
0: Right. It was incredible. And the fact um, that the fact that they have not made changes to communications flow since then. God forbid there had been a copycat event, no changes. I just I just gotta ask you in the last minute I've got with you, sir, have the families lost faith in commission R C M P Commissioner Brenda Lucky?
1: Um, Yes, I I, I think uh, now that she's off the stand, uh, that that ship has sailed. Um, you know, we tried to warn the RCMP in advance through other witnesses about you know the best way to to approach these victims, and some of them have done a pretty decent job. But simply uh, you know coming before them and saying you know we haven't done anything, but we're you know we're going to do really well and you know, we really wish you'd stop putting out negative narratives about the about the RCMP, and um, that was a mistake.
0: Lost faith with the leadership. She's also accused of political interference by her own members. She has admitted on the stand that, as if, like, why ask me if this is done? Like, she said, not me personally. No, like, as if, why would I know about it? She's the commissioner of the RCMP who's at the heart of this horrific inve- investigation, of this horrifying event. Um, and just to hear you say that the families have now lost faith is just uh, compounding this 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 unimaginable tragedy. Mike Scott, a criminal defense and litigation lawyer at Patterson Law, representing the victims' families, many of them. Who, and you questioned the commissioner uh, during her, as you say, prepackaged and very uninformative tech, uh, testimony. Thank you, sir, for your time. And I hope these families get answers in some some sort of justice here.
1: Thanks, Evan. It was like
0: talking.